Katrina Dorn. Amanda, hi. <laughs> I nearly said Amanda McPoland. That's your <laughs> name. You can, <laughs> you can call me whatever you want, my dear. You'll always be Amanda McPoland to me. <laughs> yeah, and, and you'll always be Katrina Dorn to me. Well, I will, because I just didn't change my name. <laughs> yeah, you were wise, Katrina. You were wise. I know, right? Ah. Right. <laughs> Here, I have to say, I'm, I'm so excited to be talking to you. Obviously, you know, about... The topics that we're going to discuss where your wealth of knowledge comes into play mm-hmm. around skin care etc but mainly probably because you're one of my oldest friends in the whole wide world in the whole of the world and the whole oh, of the world has, isn't it? like that is what don't count it we were four we were four years old when we met that's all anybody needs to know and I were what 22 yes no no, I'm 46 and I'm quite happy. You know, I I don't know. I used to be more funny about my age, probably in my 30s, weirdly. But now I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm 46. There you go. Yeah, no, I... It's okay. It's all I, um, I think probably because my 40s have been that little bit better. Yeah. So I think that I want to hang on to them for yeah. as long as I can. yes. 40 has been amazing for me. I literally, literally from my birthday, on my 40th birthday onwards, I'm like, 30s, wouldn't do them again. 40s, yeah, would do them again. Yeah. So it's yeah. been great. I think you kind of, uh, well, obviously I had a few wee curveballs through into the yeah. middle of it, but you do find yourself that wee bit more. You find yourself that doesn't yeah. even make any sense. Yeah, you know. you, there, yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely. Uh, uh, you, you. It's not that you care less, but it's that you. There's things that just once you get like I, I think at every decade, like in your twenties, you're kind of like ah oh, whatever, and then your thirties, you're really like, ah oh, I don't care, and your forties, you're like, why did I care about all that stuff in my thirties? Yeah, yeah. You, I think it's priorities. You kind of realize what your priorities are and what actually makes you happy Um, it's uh uh, there was a book i was reading now i can't it's the subtle art of not giving a fuck Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) and i do believe that is what happens you realize what now there are some days i don't know if you're the same katrina now i will introduce you in a wee minute (laughs) and say who you are (laughs) we'll get back to that the important part um but i know that as i said there are some days you do kind of your confidence or your self-esteem or your whatever maybe just dips slightly and then you I don't know you're able to sort of pull it back a wee bit quicker yeah I think and yeah as you get older you have you have a toolkit that um pulls you back on a daily basis where like in your 20s maybe you would have cried for a week (laughs) (laughs) you know over something that now you'd be like you know moving on yeah I definitely think we all we all develop um and 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 actually I think friendships are really important too like I think in your when you're younger it's quite they're all quite frivolous you know it's all social you know who am I going to like to go and drinking with and go and party with um and I think friendships as you get older as well there's that support thing that you know you know your friends if you were in trouble if something happened they will all come running and when you're younger that's not you know there's some that would but it's not really the case but as as you get I definitely think in you get in your 40s you kind of realize who will come running to help you 
when you when things are in trouble and who you who you'll come running for to and when you know that there's definitely a confidence and a security that you're like you know my girl's got my back you know, yeah you have this kind of you've got your crew around you <laughs> and even as like I said at the start obviously you're one of my oldest friends yeah that even do you know the way there's some friendships that you may not speak for like ever but yeah. you can still pick up oh straight back in there yeah yeah yes yeah it's the Irish dancing, Amanda. It's all about the Irish dancing. It is. That's what. <laughs> that was our toolkit. Yes. Yes. Just dance it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like that is just. But I'm like I'm talking to you as if I fucking seen you yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Why, why not? Oh, they are happy, happy. I know. It was memories. The best of times. So it's not the best of times. Jesus, it's you know, yeah. I was just thinking about this this morning about um, you know, there's different questions. Like one of the questions about you know, were you always kind of into beauty and skincare and stuff? And I was, yeah, thinking, you know, I'm jumping ahead here now, but I was thinking like, what, when did I really get into that? And I remember thinking there was a t- there was a time. I'm sure you like you wouldn't have really been aware of it at the time, but I got t- or maybe you, you do remember I got tall very quick. Um, I went to Canada on holiday. And I remember coming back and Donna Mulholland, who's another one of our crew, mm-hmm. the Sheila Nolan crew, um, we also went to mass on, on, on Sunday, the same mass, our families. And she was on the she was on the thing opposite me. And I remember I, we'd been away for a month and I came back from Canada and I was walking along the the kneeler and Donna was always the boy. I don't know if, you know, if we did a three hand reel, me, Donna <laughs> and Javon Crawford. But yes. Donna was the boy. So she was That's taller, right. significantly taller than me. And when I came back from Canada, I don't know, it must have been the sun or something in Canada. I just shot up like three inches, something ridiculous. And I hadn't noticed because you know, you're wearing shorts and stuff in the summer. So you don't realize that your clothes don't fit you anymore. And I remember walking along the nailer and Donna coming, you know, because she hadn't seen me in a month and she was all biz. I'm walking along <laughs> the nailer and she was expecting me to step down and I didn't. And she kept watching me and she was like, yeah yeah like one of those moments and I realized that I was you know that moment where I realized I was taller than her you were just like what and then you know I was not in control of my legs then I had a lot more weight they weren't stopping Katrina they were just going on forever they were were just kept going but like when you're as a dancer like I was I was good when I was younger but then I got to a point where I just wasn't good anymore because I wasn't, you know, I remember Sheila Nolan going, left. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like going, I have to, you know, these are heavier than everybody else's. This is harder for me. Katrina, you've just made my blood run cold there by just going <laughs> left. I actually, left. I could feel a sweat break out yeah. on my brow. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm actually, just whenever you're talking there about Donna and Siobhan, and uh, and the three hand reel, I'm actually just visualizing you like yeah. quite clearly. Um, the three of you doing your three hand reel, yeah. and then it had to swap, and I was the boy, and that was very, you know, it was a weird, it was a weird time in my life. <laughs> it, it it was. You, you're you're not still traumatized by it in any way, shape, or form. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely like like with dancing that there there definitely was like that was puberty. Puberty hit. I grew like three inches and my hair started like I wasn't blonde anymore. I got acne 
I got, you know, I literally had no control over my legs. I was just this big, tall, gangly creature that previously was pretty good dancer who then was like, I don't, you know, I didn't even know who it was at that point. Like puberty's hard. Like I would definitely puberty never... is uh-huh. we're yeah, we're talking about uh, like your twenties and thirties and all that there, but teens like uh, I even say sure. with Emma and Aoife and you know how you know, I suppose well we're probably coming to that stage of our life, the other fucking yeah. joyful experience <laughs> yeah. of menopause. Yes. Um but I remember even mummy, she could have been sitting chatting away and fine everything was grand and then she could have went into the living room and you went in to maybe ask her a question and she would have freaking took the head of you yeah and you're going what what has happened there so it's like you're sort of just repeating those teenage years again where your hormones are just up the freaking left yeah yeah oh god such fun 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 times for you I just have a, a very naughty cat who used to sit beside me here who sh- who shouts at me in the morning to get up and feed him. So he's That's eight. Nice. He's eight, so I don't have the t- the teenage problems with him. <laughs> he's eight? He's eight, yeah. What I remember you putting up the photographs when, when he was a kitten. As a kitten. I know. That's eight years ago, Amanda. It's mad, isn't oh, it? Sh- oh, I know. Let's not talk time about travel. time anymore. Let's yeah. not talk about time. But, right, okay. So... 10 minutes later. <laughs> I am delighted to be joined by Katrina Dorn. Okay. I don't even know what your married name is. Dorn. I didn't change my name. Oh, you're just, uh, you just stayed Dorn. Yes. Good I'm, woman. I'm Mrs. Dorn, the same as my woman. <laughs> Go you. <laughs> uh, there's no um, le- yeah, there's no legal reason why you have to change your name. So I didn't. Yeah. I, I love that. What was that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were away ahead of your time. Yeah. Um, Katrina is or is are you still a beauty writer or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I write for yeah. I write for Belfast Live. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not so only, maybe oh, once a month, just whenever. Whenever you take the notion. I yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do still write. Mm-hmm. Um, film and TV commercials, makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest. Just an all-round beautiful person, okay. really. Okay. But you are Katrina. <laughs> well, we, I actually was doing a thing last night for um, International Women's Day. It was like a Zoom podcasty kind of thing. There was like uh, seven people in it. And the whole thing was about the psychology of beauty, and which obviously is completely off my street. Because um, uh, like I, I studied psychology at Queen's, and this was a, a thing for Queen's. Yeah, and it was actually really interesting. You could do a whole series of stuff on this, like this, you like within forty-five minutes. It wasn't enough time really to talk about it, but it was a very interesting thing about the idea, like you're saying, of a beautiful person, like the idea of you know you you as a as a as an entity being beautiful, but you as a a face being beautiful are two very different things. Oh, completely. Yeah, and like. Yeah, that was quite, it was a very interesting conversation because I was going at it straight from the biology, you know, how how your face, how your eyes view a face and, you know, two eyes viewing something which is 3D and then symmetry, what your eye is attracted to is what your eye is looking for is symmetry and the idea of 
uh, go, the golden ratio proportions in the face and that is what defines beauty and everybody else was all like oh it's to do with confidence and da, da, da. And I was sitting going no 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 it's symmetry like it actually is symmetry <laughs> like, I suppose yeah like whenever you <laughs> like when something looks visually beautiful or attractive yeah. or whatever you are more drawn yeah yeah like that's biology there's nothing there's no like my my kind of thing was there was one lady who was talking about she was a psychology um lecturer from exeter university and she was talking about her she was social psychology so she was talking about um the effects of social media and stuff and self-esteem and how we view ourselves and all that kind of jazz and you know these on like you know filters and surgery and like people like Kylie Jenner and getting all the surgery and stuff and it just being on you know unachievable and yes like I would not want to be a teenager um now with all the, the stuff that's going on but what I was sort of trying to say was you need to actually take the emotional context out of it and what like being a beautiful person is completely different from being beautiful like it is different yeah. one of the girls one of the, the people on the on the the call was um Rebecca Maguire who obviously was Miss Ireland who yeah. incredibly symmetric I've done her makeup I've known her for years and her face is totally symmetrical she also is a, has a master's in pharmacy like she's totally super super duper intelligent like she's a pharmacist mm. and um but beautiful like it was one of those things like at, at one point I wanted to kind of say seriously like just look at all all the, we can see all the faces here the symmetry the most beautiful person in this group is Rebecca because her face is symmetrical and yes she's confident and she's intelligent and all these other things but if you want to define it that's what it is and I think you know there is that kind of thing your mother tells you you're beautiful but then you don't believe her because you're just like well you would say that because you're my mom mine. you're my mom kind of yeah. and that you know is it more I actually genuinely do believe it is more important to be a beautiful person than it is to be beautiful because you know the symmetry thing is just genetic you're either born like that or you've had surgery like it's one or the other so but that's and there are probably like there's not very many of us that the symmetry is yeah you know spot on that's why beauty is rare you know like that's why supermodels get paid thousands of pounds to do ad campaigns new actresses like beauty is a rarity because because symmetry, you know, symmetry in humans is is more rare than it is prevalent, um, which is why people are oh, gasp when someone is really beautiful. Like I remember the first time I saw Rebecca McGuire, I literally couldn't speak to her. She's she, like she is beautiful, but I know her for years now. But like I remember the first time I, I met her, I was literally like I couldn't actually speak to her. I was just pointing at her and was like she was in the middle. <laughs> I swear to God, in the middle of uh, Victoria Square, we, she was there. Should a wee tin rattling money, you know, to gather money for um Pretty in Pink charity. Yeah. She was, there was a fashion show going on and I'm there to see the fashion show. And I looked around and this goddess was standing there and smiling away. And I just was like, oh my God. And I had to say to Nolan, I was like, Nolan, I couldn't, I was just like pointing her going to Nolan, who, who is she? And um, yeah, like that kind of beauty, that kind of like, you know, tall body, perfect symmetrical face you know perfectly almond shaped like like she probably looks more like Kim Kardashian than Kim Kardashian does these days she has that you know that exotic look and really upturned almond eyes you know she's absolutely stunning but in the same breath she's really funny she's really smart she's lovely you know she like you say about people being beautiful inside and out 
she's got both but that's rare you know it, it is it is a rarity and that's why somebody wins someone is Miss Ireland and goes and represents the country in the world you know I think people you know there is this thing of like oh that you have to be beautiful and the thing is I actually think there should be more you know realize that the the symmetrical thing of beauty is not what you should be aspiring to it should be you know the internal thing you're either born like that or you're not and yes you can look at someone who's beautiful and think wow amazing but that shouldn't actually reflect on you you know you shouldn't be looking at them thinking oh I'm not as symmetrical as them and that makes me less of a person no you're just not as symmetrical there you go uh, yeah and there's that is that's it that, and that's one of <laughs> those no things there, you know yeah that you you just it it's the unachievable if you're not born with it then stop wasting your time and energy and emotion yeah. trying to achieve something that you're not going to achieve and focus on working on what you can achieve within yourself yeah totally yes let's do some things people want to know stuff <laughs> they do they want to know stuff now my first one um now there are no particular order so to speak yes so I'll just hit them I'll just hit you hit with, them. with them I have notes and all I'm very organized you're awful good you're awful good organization Listen, is key pl- fail the plan plan to fail plan to fail my rule in life so here we are I have a page of notes let's go <laughs> no winging it no winging it oh not a, um, I don't even wing my eyeliner anymore Amanda because my eyes are too droopy oh. for god's sake oh <laughs> once again the it. well now that is one of the the negatives of being in your forties, is yeah. But we get get yeah. around it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, there's always a solution. Yeah. Everything is figureoutable. Yeah, you're right. Um, so my skin seems to be really dull at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like cleanse, tone, moisturize, and do the whole skincare regime, but it is it's lacking something. Yeah, this uh, is I'm not really taking water. That question. This is you. Oh, this is the question. Sorry, yeah. no, this my my skin's beautiful okay. apart from a mask on the on my chin, oh. but we'll not worry about that. <laughs> Okay, so yes, dull skin and at the end of it was you're probably not drinking enough water. So this person knows the answer to their question. They answered it themselves. Um, They're, yeah, but you need to drink water. Like basically we are 80% water. Our bodies are 80% water. If you're not replenishing that water, one of the things you start to get is headaches for a start. You're like just from a purely biological point of view, your cells need water to keep them plump they need water to communicate with each other and this is where I think people don't understand people just think oh I drink water because whatever you know I'm supposed to drink water the water goes the the water in your brain the in your cerebral spinal fluid changes itself every couple of hours and then that has to come out you know and it's like a, a saline solution you need to be drinking water so that your cerebral spinal fluid is ready to be refreshed if you have enough water in your system to allow it to be refreshed and also that the cells in your body everywhere in everything in your organs and in your skin are full of fresh water it's like water in a plant um so that they can actually talk to each other like cells all communicate with each other and they tell each other to do things and you know there there's a constant thing and there's a constant flow of blood bringing oxygen and bringing nutrients and all that kind of stuff basic biological stuff that's why you need to drink water it's not for a laugh it's actually so that your body can work so if you're not drinking enough water and this is you don't have to sit and drink a pint of cold water which I think is hideous I don't drink a lot of water technically either I drink my mug of water first thing in the morning I do my chug challenge half a cup half a mug of cold water topped up with half a cup of boiling water get it in you and that's you your organs are all woken up 
you're giving your body what what it needs to start functioning first thing in the morning then i drink tea i drink green tea i drink i've got here a cup of black tea with um, almond milk in it i then drink peppermint tea at night time i very very rarely drink cold drinks it's all um it's all hot hot drinks um, okay so as long as it's fluid as long as you're drinking two liters of fluid no more and no less you know okay three liters of fluid is too much you will just run to the toilet every two minutes and you're actually you can really damage your kidneys by drinking too much water so um two is it like you kind of end up flooding your body yeah no it's your your kidneys can't deal with it it's too much um, it's too much to actually process. There's everything in life is about balance. You know, it's a balance. Yeah. You know, it's okay to eat a biscuit as long as you're eating some oranges. Do you know, like it's everything is okay and everything is in balance. And water, even things like water, is the same. Too much water will flood your kidneys, and you'll just be running to the toilet all the time. And what happens is you're flushing your kidneys all the time. And then if you at any time get dehydrated, like if you and when on the 21st of June or whatever the date is for us, we get to go to a bar again and we drink lots, <laughs> we drink lots of Prosecco and our kidneys will have an absolute freak attack because they've had all this water, three liters of water a day, and they'll just freak out and you'll end up with a kidney infection. And do you know how I know this? Because I've done it. You've been there. I have done, done it. You wore the t-shirt. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have always had digestion problems with my bottles and I kind mm-hmm. of thought right you need to drink two liters of water I'm going to drink three let's be an overachiever here and I, I yeah aim high aim high I'm going to drink three and yes all I did was run to the toilet constantly and then I kept getting recurring kidney infections and I went to my doctor and I was like don't understand why I'm getting so many kidney infections I drink three liters of water and he was like what do you drink three liters of water I was like oh yes yes I drink three liters of water <laughs> I'm brilliant yeah oh yeah 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 and he was like, why three? And I was like, well, it's supposed to be that you two. So I thought I would drink three. And he was like, have you ever, ever seen advice saying drink three? And I'm like, no. I was 20. You like to start your own too, Katrina. And I was to fully, And I just thought it was a good idea. And it's not. So learn from me. And um, yeah, afterwards, of course, then I started to look into it. And, you know, the whole bio- biology side of thing. I was still a queen at the time. And um, yeah, I was able to go and read lots of things about about the kidney function and la 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 la. And yes, two liters of fluid, two liters of fluid. The main thing is, don't you know, two liters of coffee is not a good idea because you're going to get dehydrated. But coffee is okay too. You know, if you feel you need a coffee in the morning to perk you up and wake you up, coffee is actually brilliant for your heart. Um, you know, it's a stimulant, and if if it do, it does, I I am really really sensitive to caffeine, so I can't drink coffee. I kind of wish I you knew. There's times when I kind of think I wish I had that ability to have a, co- a coffee and wake myself up. If I had a coffee, I would literally, you would kill me because I'm like I remember you know if you drink like a can of coke or something. I remember drinking a can of coke, and then I was just like blah, 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 like sugar, <laughs> caffeine, sweet baby Jesus, and all the donkeys. Like you would shoot me. You would have strung me up. <laughs> such a bad combination so I just avoid I avoid uh, caffeine and um yeah so I wish I had that ability to to have a coffee to wake me up but I don't but there are people who definitely you know coffee is a great thing and a coffee first thing in the morning as long as you have your hot water first then have your coffee but then after have one coffee you know balance remember balance and all things have your coffee and then don't just keep drinking coffee all throughout the day it's just it's not good for you 
whether it's for dehydration or just that constant level of stimulants in your, you know, having a a stimulant in your system, it's not good. So go for regular tea. Green tea is even better because then you're getting your antioxidants and then everything's rosy in the garden. The other thing is, you know, when your skin is dull, I would guarantee this person is probably not eating enough fruit and vegetables. Um, one of the things you always see in dullness of skin is people who eat a lot of fried food. They eat packets of crisps and they are eating bars of chocolate and it's processed food. And, you know, the nutrients just isn't there. There's not, you know, you do have to eat the rainbow and, you know, wherever you can get color into your into your diet. If you had a kiwi fruit every day, that's the vitamin. That's all the vitamin C you need. There's more there's more vitamin C in a kiwi fruit than there is in an orange. And it's not super sweet so you know it's not too much sugar so fresh fruit and veg every day and see all this information i'm saying this is biology this is you know nutrition this has got nothing to do with what you're putting on top of your skin Mm -hmm. which is vital i think people kind of think oh i'll just buy this serum and no it's not it's your body you know your skin is your body so what you put in it is vital you know the skin is the last thing at the end it's the thing that you know is expressing all of the health that is on the inside so yeah from the inside out yeah you have to eat your skincare you absolutely have to um two liters of water fresh fruit and veg you got to do it um but the other thing obviously then let's talk about skincare so if you feel that your skin is dull and you're not doing you know these things and you just need a a pick-me-up the thing to look for in your skincare is is there any antioxidants obviously the thing with all your fat fresh fruit and veg as you're getting your antioxidants from the inside is there antioxidants in your skincare and you're looking for things like green tea like it's all the same stuff vitamin c kiwi extract it's all the stuff that you eat papaya extract you know you'll see all these things on skincare and it's what you eat Um, yeah so people do get a bit hung up in vitamin c though and don't get hung up in vitamin c because not everybody can tolerate vitamin c i can't l-ascorbic acid which is the really powerful brilliant vitamin c if you can tolerate it flipping brilliant get it on you i can't um but there's loads of other antioxidants and they are basically preventing degradation of the cells in the skin which is what aging is um in another word uh so make sure you've got antioxidants in your skincare preferably in your serums and your moisturizers it's kind of no point being in your cleanser because it's not on your face long enough to really do anything um and the other thing then when your skin is dull is exfoliation. If this person, it said in the question that they uh, cleanse, tone, moisturize, cleanse, tone, moisturize, that's lovely. But you probably maybe need an exfoliate, exfoliant um, somewhere along there, with, whether it's a weekly thing, whether it's a, a weekly mask or um, a toner or something like a glycolic toner. Don't go mad on the glycolics, though. They make you sun sensitive. Um, so balancing all things again yes exfoliation but don't do it every day it's too much um so antioxidants on the skin and in the skin drink two liters of water and exfoliation would be the solution to dull skin you're like a wee encyclopedia katrina i used to be called catapedia i used to get that no way (laughs) (laughs) i can see why i can see catapedia (laughs) i i always knew that you were like a wealth of knowledge but i'm just I'm actually mesmerized listening to you. I'm like, going, what? but, but I, I will... already knew. I'm only telling you what you actually already know. I bet you there's nothing really there that you're going. You're like, 
because most of the times when I give people advice they're like I know I know I know and you're like I'm just telling you you already know this you already know that if you eat healthy yeah you know people know that it's not it's not rock science but sometimes you do need to be reminded of it 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 does no harm a wee reminder every so often and I do I I am just when you're saying about the way uh the cold water and hot water in the morning yes I've been doing that every day since you I know I know I get a wee shiny star (laughs) straight to the top of the class yeah but it, it is it's like it religiously like I will even um, if I am staying over somewhere, I will get excellent. Yes, the, yeah, yeah. But you see, see those like I love rituals. I love it. I love having a ritual. I love have something that I do, and it because it come becomes second nature, and it's not a chore. Oh, I have to do that. It's just like you just do it. Just you yeah. know, Nike, they had got it right. Just do it. Do it yeah. every day, and then it becomes a ritual. You don't even think about it, and you're doing something. That's so good for you. And it's so, you know, it's so good for you. Everything, every part of your digestion and your blood, uh, you know, it's putting it's putting hydration. Hydration is just so vital. It's not even funny. And the thing is, it ends up because all your other organs are always going to get the hydration first because they need need it to live. You know, having dry, flaky skin won't kill you. It's just a bit, you know, a visual thing. But if you if you have dry, flaky, dull skin, it's because something on the inside is getting all those nutrients before your skin so if you you know yeah like you know if your if your liver needs the antioxidants it's gonna whatever you are eating it's gonna go there first or your bile or wherever it's gonna go to the other organs that you need that actually keep you alive your skin your skin on the outside the texture and how glowy it is it doesn't it's not vital to your uh your life do you know what I mean? So your organs will always get the nutrients first and your skin will be last. So somebody who has very smooth, textured, glowing skin is 100% doing all the healthy eating things and drinking the water and doing all the good things. So like the, a ritual when you just you, you just do it every day, you just do it, yeah. water into you and it's brilliant. It's you're, do, you're doing something that's so good for you and it's a real self-care thing. Because I kind of think, well, if you don't, if you don't do it, you rush out. You know, if you rush out in the morning, like sometimes, like I'm getting up in the morning at half three, four o'clock in the morning, going off to work, and if I don't drink, there could be forty five minutes before I get to, you know, the location that you're filming in. And by the time you get there, you're literally like, you know, you're scraping your tongue off the ground because you're so dehydrated. So you know, and then you feel you're just like, oh, why didn't I do that? Like for the sake of a two minutes to boil a kettle and throw it into yeah, yeah, it's such a good habit, such a good habit. I know there's some bad habits, but that is most definitely one of the good ones. Yay! Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> so my next question, dear, is, is it ever to, we were talking about age there earlier, but is it ever too late to introduce a skincare regime? Never. I'm almost 40. It is never too late. My God, do it, do it now, do it now. So, yeah, literally it's never too late. If you're 80, it's still not even too late. You can still, there are still things that you can do that will help your skin no matter what age you are whether you're 12 or you're 42 or you're 63 doesn't matter just do it but if you have if you have now this is me just asking this question if like say like that part that lady is almost 40 obviously a few wee fine lines and wrinkles have well i'm assuming yeah have sort of set in yeah can you you can't really reverse the signs of aging can you 
yes and no so okay here let's we're gonna go get all sciencey again here there is an absolute fact that 80 percent and i really really take this percent this fact into consideration here 80 percent of extrinsic aging as in external factors which are causing aging come from that big ball of radiation in the sky the sun 80 percent 80 percent wow so and that's proven like it's there's been studies been going on for years for you know 30 years and they prove it constantly 80 percent of extrinsic aging is caused by the sun so and there's an absolutely bloody brilliant way that you can even see this go and look at your grandmother look at somebody who is in their 70s and their 80s and look at their face which has been exposed you know, it's not that your grandmother has been going on uh, holidays to Mar- Marbella every year. And it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's not that. It's not that kind of damage. It's just their life in Ireland, in, in Ireland, and they've been exposed to daily daily exposure of UV. And then look at the skin on their back, on their actual back, and you will see oh. that the skin on their back is completely smooth and wrinkle free, and probably hasn't even got a freckle on it. And that is because their back is not exposed to the sun every day. Their back is covered in clothes. Honestly, go and look at someone who is over 70 and look at their face. And then t- obviously it needs to be somebody who you're a relative with because you're going to. Can I well, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Mary Doll yeah. and I'll get go her to. Go to Mary to... Doll and have yeah. a, literally pull her collar back and look down her top at the back, not the front. Look at the back and look at the skin on her back. Also like upper arms. You know, if you ever see somebody who's, uh, who's in their 70s or 80s. And there weren't, you know, and you see them with like a little vest top or something, like there'll be a certain amount of their skin up to their elbow, maybe that has been out. And then their shoulder, like the skin on your shoulder is like completely different shoulders and backs. If you look at the skin on their back, it's flawless. Like it's um, like, and that's the proof. Mm. Because, but you, if you think every day you're protecting your, the skin on your body, you're wearing shoes, which protect your feet. You're wearing leggings like at the minute I'm wearing socks I'm wearing um leggings I'm wearing a jumper everything that is exposed everything is protected except my hands and my face and then your scalp as well like your scalp is covered in hair so it's it's being protected too so the only bit that's actually being exposed to sun every day is your face your neck and usually that little bit of decollete which gets sunburned all the time people always have aging there but if you look at someone who's in their 70s, 80s on their face and you look at their back, the skin on their back is flawless. It's like it's and the, and you're like that if if their back, if their face had been protected the way their back was, that's what they would look like. So the potential, like I actually think it's quite exciting. Like my nieces are, you know, <sighs> nine and 11 and they're like their mom is constantly covering them in sunscreen. Like they're pale, blonde, blue eyed uh, girls, like the same as me. And they are constantly being covered in sunscreen. And I actually think like when they get to our age, they're going to have, there'll be virtually nothing. Like the potential for sun damage is being so minimized. Like the difference for us, like in my twenties, I never did the sun holiday thing. Um, I was never interested in beach holidays and things like that. Whereas some of my guard friends would have been away to the sun all the time. Or would have lay out and got a tan. I don't tan. Doesn't happen. I'm a Fitzpatrick scale one. Nothing happens. I don't even flip and really burn. I've hardly ever burned. But all that happens to me is I come out in freckles. So and yeah. freckles are literally your skin saying I can't cope with this. 
like if your skin tans evenly that's your skin going right i'm dealing with this i'm dealing with this i'm protecting i'm protecting myself the minute you start to see a freckle get the hell out of the sun because that's your skin saying i can't cope because it's it's freaking out and it's just throwing the melanin up all over the shop it can't deal with it that's the difference and if you see somebody who tans evenly they have the ability to tan and protect you know your tan is literally your little umbrella that's going up and protecting your skin but if you get freckles it's your skin freaking out so freckle people stay out of the sun and i'm a freckle person I, yeah i get them on but do you know the way like um you're saying they're a bit sun cream and all that there yeah should you have like a certain amount allow a certain amount of the sun into you your body yes because obviously vitamin d is very important for your bones but it, you don't have to doesn't you don't have to get it through your face <laughs> you know <laughs> you know you just get a week the whole other body you know the whole the skin on the whole rest of your body can absorb vitamin d you, you can be out be outside and have your arms out and get your vitamin d through your arms if you want you don't have to get it through your face um, it doesn't, you know, the absorption of vitamins, vitamin C is not localized. So to have vitamin C in your face, you don't have to get it through your face. You can get it anywhere. But even at that, like for me, for me personally, I there's history of skin cancer in my family. Like my aunt, you, you've heard me talk about my aunt Vera. She yeah. just had, like she was supposed to get a, a piece of skin cancer removed from her forehead before lockdown. And obviously then lockdown happened and it didn't happen. And she only got it done a couple of weeks ago and the size of the thing that she had to get cut out of her her out of her face one year later would scar the life out of you she had 22 stitches in her forehead oh my goodness yeah yeah and so and I'm covered in moles covered in moles so my body is literally going instead huh out of the sun girl yeah I'm not built for sun exposure so you know and I constantly check my moles I have a couple that are suspicious and that you know I've got I've been to the doctor I've been to the royal and had them photographed and everything so I'm very aware of sun safety so for me for me I'm I'm constantly the person who's protecting their moles so I I I even wouldn't really go out and put my arms out because I'm so moly on my arms but you know mm-hmm. there there's areas on my body which are were not moly like my legs whatever so yes I try to get my vitamin d from elsewhere and not the areas that I have moles on obviously other people um are not you know if you don't have a high risk of skin cancer in your family you can you know you can 15 minutes of sun exposure will get you enough vitamin c vitamin d that you need so yeah 15 minutes of exposure to the sun is great but after 15 minutes, you're going to start your you're into risk territory of burning. Um, so it's not just vanity. It's not a case of it's not like, oh, um, I'm just going to wear sunscreen because I want to protect my skin from wrinkles. I don't want to get skin cancer. <laughs> and, the, yeah. you know, there is a really high risk factor for me. Like two of my uncles died of skin cancer. Um, and so, you know, it's it's something I take really, really seriously. Um, and even in Northern Ireland, you know, people still think there's a massive thing of skin cancer. I actually have a friend who's a dermatologist and who works in the Royal and like even through, whole, through lockdown, they are constantly having people come in, getting moulds checked, getting moulds removed. And this is just people who are here, living here. You know, it's not a big, you know, they're not American and or Australian and having that kind of extreme sun exposure. It's Northern Ireland sun exposure and they're they're getting, you know, melanomas. So it is very serious and you do need to protect yourself from that. 
but getting back to the the whole like no matter what age you are the sun rises every day every day that big ball of radiation comes up in the sky so every day you need to protect yourself from it so if the only mm-hmm. thing you did the only thing you did was wash your face and wear a sunscreen you will be not only protecting yourself from skin cancer but you will be doing your skin a huge benefit to for for extrinsic signs of aging will be will be super scientific about it here um so like the things that you need your skin needs to be clean it needs you need and you need to prevent trans epidermal trans epidermal water loss it's hard to say when you have a brace <laughs> get your tongue right <laughs> Yeah, so you need to clean your skin to keep it free of, you know, dirt and debris and whatever might be on your skin. You need to moisturize it, which will prevent trans epidermal water loss. And you need to protect it. So protection is your antioxidants and your sunscreen. Three things, no matter what age, doesn't matter what age you are, you need to do those three things. And that's it. That's it. Skincare done. You know, there's a lot of oh, hydrating mists and da-da. you don't need any of that. That's just it's nice. You know, it's kind of like having a biscuit with your tea. Tea is lovely, but it's even nicer with a biscuit. So, yes, if you think of things like hydrating sprays, like a biscuit with your tea, you don't really need them, but they're lovely. So, and if they help also, I kind of think there's things, people are really into hydrating mists in the minute. And I think if that's a wee moment of self-care for you, you know, that spray in your face, stopping breathing for a moment, how lovely. Why would you not do that? And, you know, there are, you know, there's really inexpensive ones and there are expensive ones. They all kind of do the same job. Sure, they're great, but you don't really need them. So if an absolute basic thing, you need to clean your skin, you need to cleanse it, you need to moisturize it and you need an SPF. And I suppose, you know, when you're saying about other different products, sometimes I think what happens is people maybe get a a little overwhelmed because there is like so much out there. Yeah. But, you know, as you said, that's all you need cleanser moisturizer and spf yeah that's it and then if you're doing that regularly then you can start to do get the more sexy things and do your spritzes and get into serums and retinoids and da, da, da. but if you're not doing those three things you can forget about it that's the yeah. the basics the absolute basics, the basics. and yeah. you know sometimes that's all you need the simpler the better the trainer it actually is yeah it actually is the problem is then you put makeup on and you, you know, there's, there's other things that then you're layering onto your skin. So then you need, you know, if, if you didn't wear makeup and that's all you did, those three things, then you're rosy in the garden, but simple is always better. Always, always better. Less is more. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) So my next week question doll is I am very tempted to get Botox or fillers. Uh Should I, or just avoid completely? So, I personally have never had anything injected into my face. Um, I have no Botox and I have no fillers. So to a point, I'm I'm certainly no expert on it because I've never had it done. However, I observe people who have had it done. I have worked with actors, actors and men and women who've had it done. And mm-hmm. I think it's a real personal choice. Um, I think if you, and also there's certain, I don't think you should get Botox just because everybody's getting Botox. And like there's once once it's a trend, you know, there's a thing, there was a thing a couple of years ago when everybody was having Botox parties and it was literally like, what? What? This is <laughs> mental. And also then the lip filler thing, everybody was getting lip filler. And you're like, again, going back to the whole symmetry thing, you know, you can't just treat your forehead. Like that's just, 
you, you know, I that blows my mind. Or you can't just be like, well, I'll just get lip filler done and then I'll be beautiful. Like, you know, the beautiful. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Now, if you have, you know, if you have, I always kind of think those, you know, the 11s is, as they call it, the two lines in between your forehead. The only way to get rid of that is Botox. There's no cream or there's no retinoids. Or there's nothing like the way to get rid of that quick and easy is injectables 100 percent. and if you have that and it bothers you and you think which i do and it does (laughs) then go for it then go for it unless you're particularly you know some people are just like i I don't care what it is i'll never inject anything into my face you know it is botulism toxin is the most toxic substance known to man like if you consumed it if you ate it it would kill you so like there is that kind of what Mm. and injecting that into your face but you know what it's a solution that's out there and if if that bothers you it's actually quite as well it's quite inexpensive in the you know for for how much it would cost to get it done to how you might feel about yourself you know i think that's the important thing people also then start altering their face they start getting a wee bit of botox done and then they're like oh well maybe i'll get filler done and then suddenly they don't look like themselves and that's the danger um, I think if you feel, you know, if you feel that's what you want to get done, get it done. If you want to get a pail, get a pail done. If you like whatever it is, research it. Don't just do it because it's a trend. Do it because it will make you feel better. Don't do it because you think it'll make you look better. Do it. Yeah. It'll make you feel better. And if it'll make you feel better, then go for it. The other thing as well, I would say, is from seeing, I have seen bad Botox as such you know that kind of like oh I've just gone to this nurse oh or the other one is like <laughs> I think it's always hilarious <laughs> a girl I know went to a guy who was a GP GPs don't inject you know they don't inject on a daily basis if you go to a GP you know if you're going to your normal GP and you have to get an injection it's a nurse who injects you GPs don't yeah inject. that's right yeah the nurse injects you so you know the idea of like this girl she was like oh I'm going to go my GP does Botox so I'm going to go to him privately and I was like I wouldn't trust a GP to inject me because that's not their area of expertise. You know, they can give you, they're there to generally know about your health and they can generally yeah. give you advice and they can give you a prescription, but they don't inject people on a daily basis. If I was going to get Botox, I'd go to a nurse or I would go to a dentist, actually. You know, dentists understand the structure. Yeah, yeah they understand the structure of your face and the muscles and how things would change. Um you want to go to somebody like, you know, you wouldn't go if you were going to have heart surgery, you don't go to the heart surgeon that also does a bit of brain surgery on the side. You go to the guy who does heart surgery every day. You go to a specialist and there's a phrase that I've heard in the past year. So it's the skill, not the mill. So it's the skill of the inner. Yeah. The the skill of the injector. It's not just, Oh, I'm going to go here and get what, what I don't know what it is, but X millimeters put in three positions you know, that's not that's not the, the end goal because you, you can't just look at one person's face and put the same injection in everybody's face. Everybody's muscles are different. Um, mm-hmm. But long story short, this girl who went to the GP and got a thing done hurt. Oh, my God, it was horrendous. Like, I've never been more concerned about someone's mental health. I used to have to go and she wouldn't go. She wouldn't even go to Tesco. She wouldn't leave her house. She didn't leave her house for three months. Now, now we're all used to that mm-hmm. with lockdown. But this was about 10 years ago. And I had to check on her every day because honest to God, I thought this girl was seriously going to do something drastic because she mm-hmm. didn't look like herself. Like the way it, the way it met, made her eyes, 
kind of go it just like she she did not look if you saw her walking down the street you would have been like oh that looks a bit like da, 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 but not really she didn't look like herself and it absolutely scared the bejesus out of her now her forehead was as smooth as a baby's bum but you know if you don't look like yourself when you look in the mirror that's that's a scary thing and yeah so go i suppose as you said if it if it's is something whether it's Botox fillers or whatever it may be, if it's making you feel good and it's something that really does play in your mind, yeah. and it's causing you to feel one way or the other, definitely look into it. Yeah. But if it's something that you're doing because you're thinking, oh, should I do that? Because yeah. it seems everyone else is doing yeah. it, then no, you're doing don't. it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, and and go and get a consultation. Go to somebody and say. But the thing is, if you go to someone who is an injector. They are going to talk you into it because they want to, you know, they're still, it's, it's, a sale. it's their job to do it. They're yeah. not going to go, do you know what? You know, this isn't going to make you feel better. Wait home you go. Um, they're going to go, yeah, and I can do this and I will I can do something for your lips and I can do, you know, they will give you the whole shebang. And yes, they can do all the things. But I, I think, yeah, get a consultation, go to somebody, talk to people and, you know, find a practitioner that you trust and make sure when you go to them that you look at their before and afters. There's people who have put before and afters on their Instagrams and stuff. They're not the ones you really want to see. You want to see when you go to their practice, show me the good stuff. Like there's always people who have, you know, before and afters that they wouldn't put, you know, because they're not allowed because the person has given them permission, but they would have it like on their file. And they are the ones you want to see. You want to see loads of before and afters. And if the person is saying, oh, we're just going to get rid of that wrinkle, run away what what you want is someone who's gonna is, is improving the general look of your face and you know and understands the psychological effects of it as well so yeah I think if you want to get it done research it go to somebody who you yeah. trust and don't go into it lightly because once it's in that's it it's a uh, yeah not coming back out again yeah. until it well it will what, dissolves yeah, or whatever it does, but you know it's it's a pretty permanent thing mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah um so my next week question dear you you touched on it at the start there about um was beauty makeup skincare was that always a passion of yours or did you just kind of fall into it um it it, it yes well yes pr pretty much from a teenager like when i was a kid i wanted to be a hairdresser and my aunt was a hairdresser and she was very glamorous and very fabulous and she worked in scissors in Newry and I remember going as a child to her to get my hair cut and get a perm do you remember we used to get a perm terrific oh, used to go and get a perm and um in the 80s and I remember all the Vidal Sassoon black and white uh, photographs on the walls and just thinking this is like you know, and they all wore black and they were really cool. And yeah. do you know what's weird? I have a real thing about chemical smells. I love, you know, the weird, like I like the smell of acetone and stuff and the smell of permanent lotion. I really like the smell of permanent lotion. It just takes you back yeah. to and just, you know, going those in, times. Yeah, it just reminds you of being in the salon and it just was all very fabulous. So I wanted to be a hairdresser when I was a kid. And um, yeah, then I got to 13. I grew like three inches as I was going earlier, very quickly, had no control. It was like a daddy long legs, no control over my legs, over my limbs. And I also went from being this quite pretty, blonde, snub nosed child to I hit to my teenage years. My hair started going a bit of a mousy brown color, a bit greasy. I got acne. I um some you know my face just completely changed as a teenager like there's some there's there's pictures I look at myself now and you know if you look at me as a child and look now I look more like myself now but there's a period of time 
from about 13 to 20 where you're like that's not you it's like it's like literally like what the hell happened in those years like it's just weird like my whole face completely changed did you get Botox back then listen I did not (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it existed then but yeah like I really did look really really different and I remember I just remember we we were actually out there was me it was we were doing an Irish dancing union and we met somebody from school or something and I remember them saying to me have you had surgery like actually (laughs) no this is now we were like I'm trying to think what age would have been Libyan 23 or something like that early 20s obviously the difference in me then from when I was at school like I looked so significantly different now I also then at, at that point was working for Paul Staffords and I had a very cool mm-hmm. bob do you remember I had that my hair was dark like it was like a purpley like aubergine kind of color I had a bob and I yes. had a fringe I did look significantly different but it was my hair you know it wasn't really but this girl actually said to me have you had surgery and I was like what where where would I <laughs> and she was like Excuse me? Yes. and I was like I actually you know one of those things where you just like and we were all steaming so um I like absolutely laughed in her face but it's one of those things that's really stuck in my head and I remember going home and looking myself in the mirror going where did she think and then I was thinking yeah Katrina you did go through a seriously ugly phase like in your teens like and that's when <laughs> she would have known me you know so I definitely think there was something weird that happened so long story short um yeah as a teenager I had acne and I got very, very good, very quickly at covering it and hiding it. And um, that's the, you know, the makeup skills came in early. And like I like in school, I used to practically have a full face of, of makeup on, except I didn't have I didn't wear mascara and I didn't wear lipstick, but I had a full face of foundation. And I actually did wear eyeliner as well because I have slightly wonky shaped eyes. So I always kind of worn, uh, wore a brown eyeliner on the top of my top lids. And I also wore brow things because my brows are really gappy. I have a scar through my brow as well. So I used to wear all this makeup to convent school who where you were not allowed to wear makeup. And yeah. I remember someone actually got sent home because they had the body shop strawberry lip balm on and they were like, Why are you wearing lipstick? And it was like it was strawberry lip balm and I was sitting like two rows behind them with What's your full full face, on? face of foundation on going ah. right, I'm about to get expelled here and no one ever blinked. So I had that, I had the kind of like makeup skills, you know, of not no, non, non-noticeable makeup down pat yeah. from an early age. But yeah, I won the whole acne thing. I went to the doctor. I went on all the antibiotics, all the, you know, benzoyl peroxides, topical antibiotics, everything, nothing worked. And it was only when then I went to university and being the wee science nerd that I am, I went into the medical library. I did psych- psychology, so we, we had access to the medical library in the city hospital. And I went in and sat and read dermatology pa- papers until I found something that said it was going to fix my acne. And then I went to my GP and went, I want this. Give me that. And they were like, what? And because it was quite retinol. You know, now everybody knows about retinol. 25 years ago, nobody was using retinol. Yes. It wasn't a thing. And but I read all these dermatology pe- papers about retinol and retin A is the the prescription, um one tretinoin. And I went in and I said, right, I want to be put on Dianet, which is a contraceptive pill, and mm-hmm. want retin A, not 0.5 milligrams gel, please. And the doctor was literally like, <laughs> who are you? Who are you? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I literally had photocopied the white papers, and I was like, and here are the white papers to prove it. I want this. 
and she was like right okay I, that's no problem I will sort that out for you so I got it and within six months my skin had cleared up and um yeah it was one of those things you have to can understand there's so much more information out there now for you know anybody with their skin but at that time you literally had to go into a university into university and read like for weeks through dermatology papers so being there done that yeah so that's kind of where my skincare knowledge all has come from where I literally I felt like I needed to fix my own face um and yeah that's kind of where it all came from and then also my mum has rosacea so I've always had you know redness on her nose and her cheeks so again I was like okay I've sorted my acne I'd let's sort my mum's rosacea out so then I started looking into that and um so that's kind of why I know a lot about rosacea too but turns out rosacea is not really it's um there is a skin issue there, but it's actually a gut uh, health issue, which also my mum has, you know, all sorts of gut issues and the same as that I do too. Um, but I suppose whenever you have experienced, I think it's with everything in life, when you have personal experience yeah, of yeah. It, it, there's more kind of uh, validation, I guess, comes from knowing and listening to somebody who has experienced it, gone through it, mm-hmm. what they have done. Yes. You kind of trust them, I think, a wee bit more yeah. than somebody who's just... Yeah, if someone who's just gorgeous and has had perfect skin on their life, they don't, you know, they have no experience of going through that process and how it affects your, you know, yeah, the you feel about yourself. Um, there is a lot of psychology, for sure, in beauty. Um. But yeah, so yes is the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you yeah. go. So, my dear, what frustrates you the most about how people look after their own skin? Um, you'll probably know the answer to this one, and it's just wear sunscreen. You know, I've said it already. Eighty yeah. percent visible facial aging is caused by the big radiation ball in the sky that's there every day. even when it's cloudy even when it's cloudy oh yeah 40% of UV and the thing the thing to remember is there's two types of rays it's UVB which is the one that burns you which is the one in summer that is strong you know in summer day or when you go on summer holiday it's UVB that is the thing that sun you know summer holiday sunscreens are all about UVB the thing that gives you the wrinkles is UVA that's there all year round even with the clouds nothing to do you won't burn UVA doesn't burn your skin. It just degrades your DNA, which is what causes aging. So, uh, yeah. So UVA, ultraviolet aging, ultraviolet burning. Those are the two things that come from the sky, from the sun, whether it's cloudy or not. And UVA gets through clouds. So, yeah, just wear sunscreen. That's it. And even, I suppose... um... Because wouldn't there be some foundations as well have sunscreen in them? Yeah. So if you're yeah. if you're putting on your moisturizer and it has sunscreen, and then your foundation that has sunscreen, is that like double protection? No, no, unfortunately okay. not. No, like so. If basically, if you have if you have a moisturizer with a sunscreen on, as long as you use enough of it, um, so all SPF values are based on uh the mill the the amount the amount. So it's not so. Say for instance, how I might use a foundation. I apply my foundation very lightly, and I only apply it where I need it. So like basically, once it gets to the edge of my jawline, there's pretty much nothing there. It's all in the center where I need mm. it. So if I was relying on my suns on my foundation to be my sunscreen, my nose and my cheeks and my chin would be very well covered, but there would literally be nothing on the outsides of my cheek towards my jaw. Um, so you need to use 
you, there's a there's 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 certain amount of mill that you need to use, and you would never ever like if you use the right amount of foundation, you would look like a clown. So you know you would right, okay. you need to use so much. But if you use, say, for instance, you would you would use enough moisturizer though, because you, you tend to use a lot of moisturizer. You use a good good old dollop, like a fifty p size dollop, that will be enough to get your your vital SPF cover um all over your face and your neck, and don't forget your ears as well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one of the problems is if you have a SPF 30 in your, in your sunscreen, and then you have an SPF 30 in your foundation, you'll never, you'll, the SPF value you'll actually get out of the foundation is about eight, you know, because of how, because it's how much you use of it, you use so little. Um, so yeah, never rely on your foundation. It's nice that it's there and it certainly will help, but it doesn't, it's, it's not enough. You need just a little bit more. A little you bit need more. a lot more. <laughs> a lot more. Always be generous with your sunscreen, basically. Always. Um. So you're obviously we're talking a lot about skincare and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um. You have your wee weekly skincare Sunday. Uh, yes. Um. And you like it is just, uh, the information that you give out on that is unreal. <laughs> Do you find that? Uh, there are questions that people just seem to it's like repeat questions yeah that seem to come up over and over and over again yes there is yeah there are questions that are repeated all the time and and now I've kind of got to the point where I either have a highlight on it or you know there's something saved in my highlights or there's a post on it so then so rosacea is the big one and like there's no there's there's a certain amount of research that has been done on rosacea and they discovered x y and z and no further whereas um there's other things that you know you're constantly getting updates or new ingredients or new percentages of ingredients. Rosacea seems to have kind of got stuck um, with. So there is a highlight on my on my Instagram that talks all about rosacea and the different types of rosacea and the different treatments you can get. And it's like that's it. There's no more than that. So if people continuously ask me, I just say, you know, at the very start of Skincare Sunday, I always say, if your question is about rosacea go to this highlight if your if your question is about this go to you know there's always like a little disclaimer at the start so yes. um that kind of tends to filter that out so as it, I've been doing it for about three years now every week so yeah hormonal acne is another one and again hormonal acne is very difficult to cover in something in a you know in a paragraph answer because in in the actual term it's hormonal it's actually got very little to do with what's going on on topically on your skin um, you have to sort your hormones out to sort out your hormonal acne, unfortunately. So that's a, you know, you need to go to your GP um, to to do that. So, you know, I always say, I'm, people probably get sick of this, that I'm always like, go and see your GP, go and see your GP. You know, if it if it is an internal medical condition, you know, acne, severe acne is worth medical attention. It really is. Like if you get yeah. four or five spots in your chin, you know, just use some benzoyl peroxide, maybe some salicylic acid and, you know, do all the things that you need to do don't use pore clogging ingredients there's things that you can do to help your skin if you have you know your whole t-zone or your all your cheeks and it's constant and it doesn't go away and it's been there for six weeks two months go to your gp they have you know prescription medications that can help you it will take another three months to help it might take six months it might take a year um but it will you know the prescription medication for severe acne is much more effective than anything that you can buy you know from a skincare company and you know that's what you pay your taxes for as well like the NHS is wonderful but we do pay for it 
Um, so yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. go to your take advantage of it. But just whenever I am, um, as we're saying about your wealth of knowledge, and clearly you have years and years of experience with this. Yeah. How do you feel about influencers giving advice with regards to skincare and products? And yeah. So yeah, do you know what? I think it's fine because the the problem is the person viewing the in skin influencer and understanding as long as you as a viewer are watching their videos on YouTube or whatever it is and understand their expertise and their level of expertise and realize that it's for you or it's not for you. Like there's a couple of people who I kind of went through a wee phase of watching their stuff on YouTube and then I got to a point where I went, oh my God, they like they, not only are they their kids, you know, they're James Welsh, very lovely to look at and the lovely voice. And he's quite, you know, you know, it, it's quite pleasing to listen to him and watch him. He's a good, mm-hmm. he's a very good presenter. He is a boy and he is has got a certain skin type, and all he's gonna do, he's an expert in his own skin. So yeah, he's not an expert in a girl's skin. Even you know, girl skin and boy skin is significantly different. They have different, you know, the the depth of dermis and epidermis is different. It's just affected differently. So you know, for someone to, you have to understand that his expertise is only based on what he knows. But it's the same way. Like if you look at you know, um, fashion influencers. Like I follow a couple of people, and like there's Avril Keys. Who is literally like I literally she is literally like my shot. I'm like yeah that top looks nice and Avril I'll buy that. She's the same size as me like right down. She's a 29 inch waist the same as me. I'm a wee bit taller than her, but mm-hmm. literally she's the same size as me. She's around the same age as me. I can look at her and know as a, as as someone as an influencer I can go yeah everything that she's wearing if it looks good in her it's gonna look good in me. Brilliant. Where you go. You can relate. There to are her. other people. There's a girl called Maria McFarland who's also on Instagram who I love to see what she's wearing. But she's a completely different size to me. She's a completely different body shape to me. And the things that look fabulous in her are not going to look good on me. You know, she's she's a, a mid-sized blogger. She's not a, a completely different body shape. And I can still follow her and appreciate her expertise and her style. But also understanding that her body is completely different to mine. And she's a lot younger than me too. So those clothes are not going to look like they look like on her than on me. And I think people need to get that into their heads when they're um, watching videos or getting information from someone who is a, a skin influencer or a beauty influencer. They need to understand that just because that person says, oh, this serum, I really like this serum. That doesn't mean it's going to work for them. And it's it's one it's actually one of the reasons I don't do routines. Like people message me all the time going, can you recommend a nighttime routine to me? And I'm like, no, I can't because I don't know that person. I don't know what they eat. I don't know how they sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they exercise. I don't know how much water they're drinking in a day. I don't know if they consume a lot of alcohol. I don't know if they consume a lot of sugar. You know, there's just so many other there's so many things. So many other considerations. For me to go use this, this, and this, and this, that person is then going to go, oh, that didn't work for me, and judge me on that. And actually, yeah. there's so many other factors that come into play. And it's only with years of experience. And you know, I I have people who you you know you particularly in the film industry because 
you're dealing with a person every day and you're maybe working with that person for six months you're literally taking them on a skincare journey in six months and some days something might happen or they've gone out at the weekend and then they come in and they've got a spot and then you have to deal with that and you know deal with what it's going to look like in camera and whatever or cold sores or you like there's loads of things that can happen to people um throughout a filming schedule and also there's you know there's people because i work a lot in crowd so it's all the extras all the, the supporting actors and there's hundreds of them but they need to come back every day and if we don't look after their skin you know they're having muck and blood and all sorts of stuff putting on it that has alcohol in it and all sorts of things that will be very dehydrating on the skin if you don't look after their skin they're not going to come back you know and then suddenly you have to then create double to look like that person because they've been seen on screen so in my job you know, as a film tv um makeup artist you really really do need to understand people's skin and look after them and look after their skin over a period of time so you can see how products work on them and you see you know if you're putting a specific foundation on them every day if you're using a different moisturizer or whatever you can see how it works or how it's improving or you can advise them on things to use at home and you can see whether it works or it doesn't so there's all you know someone who is a skin influencer or someone who's a beauty youtuber they have never you know the only person that they've ever seen a difference in their skin is themselves they've only ever put product on themselves and seen how it affects them um they have no idea how it affects someone else or how it absorbs or how it pills or how you know different things layer on top of each other different products they've only ever used what they've used in themselves their their knowledge is extremely limited um but i think that's not their fault you know it's it's the viewer the viewer needs to look at them and go right that's a guy who's in his 20s and he has this skin type and he's used these products on his face that's great i'm not a boy and i'm not in my 20s and therefore that's not going to work for me you know yeah that's it the is person. very much she's, yeah it's it's up to ourselves yeah. to like even come back to the the close end of things um that would have been one of the things that I would have been talking about. Like just because something is necessarily untrained, yeah, it doesn't mean that That's it's going true. to suit you. Yeah. But people need to I don't know, sometimes I know I well probably yeah, I'm not saying that it's only young people seem to be sucked in, but I suppose when I look at my own daughters and stuff and you you can see how like probably where the term influencer came from. Um how easily influenced they are yeah. by what somebody say. Like if somebody is holding, I've said this many times, if they're holding a freaking mascara up and they're going, oh my God, this mascara is going to change your life. It, it, it's not really, the mascara is not really <laughs> going to change your life. No, no. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, I actually, I hate the term influencer. I think it's horrible. And I would, I would be horrified if somebody thought that I was an influencer. I'm not an influencer. I'm an educator. And I'll, and also, I'm I am a makeup artist my that's I get paid for doing that job I don't get paid for what I do on Instagram like I very rarely get paid for doing the own brand association literally twice in whatever 10 years that I've been doing this um skincare Sunday all that is not sponsored nothing it's I'm doing it to educate people and that's the other thing I think you need to understand someone's um motivation you know there are people who will be like oh you know retinoids are bad um and 
uh, you know, they're saying that because there's the skincare that they sell doesn't have any retinoids in it. But this person also yeah. does Botox. And you're like, oh, right. Well, the solution that you're, you have is Botox because you're trying to sell that. You're trying to sell this skincare range and this service. Whereas I, as a person, I am not selling you anything. If you said to me, oh, well, I want to get rid of wrinkles, I would say try retinol first. And if it is those, it's those 11 lines, you're going to need Botox for them. I'm not trying to sell you anything. So my motivation is completely different. So I think you need to understand people's motivation. Are they trying to sell you something? Um, and yeah, what what is their motivation in the end of the day? Uh, so yeah, I think that's, I, th- I think people, people need to be, viewers need to be more responsible for how they, how they absorb this information and how they take it on and who they take it on from. Yeah. And as you say, like, um, what you saying that you are an educator you need to the people need to educate themselves yeah yeah as well in what they're listening to what they're watching and what they're allowing themselves to be influenced by exactly exactly now this new no this new question (laughs) it's not a new question Mm -hmm. i i think i already know the answer to this (laughs) but i'll ask it anyway your top tip when it comes to looking after your skin the answers in the question look after your skin look you know (laughs) you know it makes sense it is something that requires care you know it's part of your body it requires care we all know we need to breathe properly we all know need know we need to exercise we need to stretch our bodies you know that things that we do for our lungs and our blood and our you know muscles and our bones we know we need to eat healthy i think sometimes people think your skin is something that you put makeup on and it isn't it's an organ and it needs the biggest organ. It's the biggest organ in the body. And it's also the skin is also a detoxification organ. Like people forget about that. One of the things that it does is remove toxins from your body. So that's a bloody brilliant thing to have. Like if your skin's and that's your skin everywhere from the soles of your feet. It's not just your face. But your look after your skin. It is something that requires care. And that's what skincare is for. You know, the products are there to help you care for your skin and it requires care and it requires protection so the obvious solution to all that is just wear sunscreen (laughs) (laughs) i knew it was going to come in there (laughs) just get it on and katrina my final question for you today you little superstar what is next for you oh god i don't know i actually don't know um one of the great rubbish things about um, my job or one of my career whatever you want to call it is that it's modular we you know you only work for a certain amount of time you're hired you're I'm a freelancer so you're hired to do a job and then the, the production ends and then you're unemployed again and then you get hired for something else and so there's always like blocks of time where you have nothing and um I'm in one of those nothing times at the minute there's lots of productions coming but they haven't started, you know, they haven't, um, they haven't hired their hair and makeup teams. So I'm just in this limbo land right now of hope. And um, yeah, you just have to hope that you get a job. It's mad. It's an absolutely mad, mad career. But the thing is, what happens then is when you do get hired and you're working, you flip and love it because you appreciate it so much because you're like, oh my God, I love my job so much. This is so great. And you're just... But it must be an amazing experience, like to be in that world it's amazing and that's the thing like you know, even when 
you know, I'd heard there's there's a big production called Dungeons and Dragons. I'm sure you've heard of Dungeons and Dragons, like the TV show when we were kids, which was fantastic in the game and all that. There's a big production of that, which is uh, happening at the minute. And I know somebody who does sets and they were talking about it's just like a big fairy tale castle. And you're like, imagine going to work in a fairy tale castle. How freaking cool is that? Like, it's so cool. Like the sets are the things that you just, you know, you walk onto a set and you're like, somebody built this. And like when you look at it from the outside, it's just in a big warehouse and then you walk in and you're transformed into another world. Like the film industry is adults at play. Like that's what it is. We play yeah. we play dress up. That's what we do. And it's so much fun and it's so bonkers and the hours are so long. And I was just going to say long um, hours like that. That's tough. It's one. killer. But, you know, you I, I actually kind of think it's it's almost the fact that you there's bits where you don't work and you're waiting to hear, you know, about the next job. That's what makes you so appreciative of when, when you're in gratitude. My God, the word gratitude. When you're working, you're just like you don't even care that you have to get up at half three in the morning and drive for an hour somewhere because you're just like, yeah, I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah, because just the buzz of it. But um, I, I might be in a minority. I Not I might be. I know I am. I'm. I don't even know if I should say this out loud that I never actually watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. tell you the first. I, I know I've seen like you know the different pictures yes. and whatever from it. Well, but if you, I the thing is, you either you're into that kind of thing or you aren't. Like if you're into uh, dragons and swords and stuff like that, which I totally am. Like it's so up my street. It's not even funny. Like anything. Um, I don't know if you remember. I was like mad comic book nerd. Like when I was a kid, I was always reading X Men and you know Woman yes. and like I was really really mad into superheroes and all that kind of stuff. And anything like give show me a film with a man holding a sword and I am there. <laughs> gladiator, gladiator, all that stuff. I'm like I am here for this and sci fi, all of that. Like magical worlds throw me a dragon in the mix and I'm I'm there for it so like and, and the thing the, the really sad thing is you never see the dragon you know I, I remember seeing a, a thing of when they were filming a certain scene and the dragon was like they actually had firemen and the, the firemen were like spraying all the, the stuntmen with fire and you're like where's the dragon and you're like no it's the C- dragon CGI you're like what there's no but I kind of thought, <laughs> I actually thought they would have had like a, a head, you know, like the face of the dragon so that the, uh, you know, the actors would know where to look. And then, no, they were like, no, it's just that it was like a tennis ball on a stick. And you're like, I'm actually gutted. And, but one of the. I'm going home now. Uh, I was like, what? They don't even have like a thing. But then at one point they did, there was one time where they did uh, have seen, they had the head, the head of a dragon, like a, a, a mock-up kind of thing. But most of the time you they were actually just looking at a tennis ball in horror. So you kind of realise how good an actor they are as well. Um, but yeah, there was one time where we were in Spain and there was a set that we got to see. And we were actually on our way from one location to the other. And everybody was like, you need to go and see the set. We weren't even supposed to be there because it was only two. There's only two actors. in, so we weren't we shouldn't really have been there. But we snuck in because we were told it was so amazing. And we went in and we saw it was obviously you haven't seen the Game of Thrones. But for anybody who knows Game of Thrones, obviously there's loads of dragons in it. But there's a there's this one particular scene where they go and they see the skulls of the dragons in this like uh, vault. And we went in and we saw, like, if you saw the program, you would think they were CGI'd and they're not. Somebody built them, like, out of plaster of Paris. Like, they were actually built and they were massive, like, you know, like a proper dinosaur, absolutely gigantic, gigantic skulls. And they were all different sizes. 
so they had like this the big massive Viserion uh, dragon head and he was like just like proper jaw drop take your breath away stuff like some people like a team of humans built this thing and brought it to Spain and put it in this vault and you're like when you see that kind of skill it's just you're like holy shit like this is amazing so yeah it is there's there's thing there's there's moments for sure like sometimes you're just standing in the muddy field and it's raining and it's absolutely miserable and you want to cry and um then there's times when you you know you see things that you're just like oh my god this is blown away phenomenal uh-huh and you have to you have to hold on to those moments <laughs> for those that's what kind of gets you through the muddy the... yes <laughs> I suppose it's like life. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the, the dark days or the brighter days that get you through the yeah. the curveballs that we all experience. Yeah. Yeah. Katrina Dorn, it has been a joy. I could freaking just talk to you. Well, all been well, maybe. Or, yeah, we'll just keep on freaking talking. Um, our worlds our paths may pro- not may will, will cross yeah. in the future we need an Jesus. actual when we're allowed to actually go out we'll have to actually have an actual night out go back we'll get an a pizza, actual one pizza and prosecco we need to do that again amanda has to be done yes we're pa- yes let's put it, put out, it there. out there it's happening pizza prosecco me you schwan crawford donald holland let's do this thing your forehand oh, definitely forehand rail around the canal court let's do it <laughs> <laughs> Or even we could go to Belfast. Okay. Much more fun. I'm totally good. I'm here. I'm 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 ready for it. <laughs> when you're not uh, off jet setting around yes. muddy, doing muddy beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank Pat. you. Thanks for having me. It was great to chat. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was lovely to virtually catch up with you. Yes, indeed. I hope, I hope I this we... is of interest to your followers and it's helpful well yes anything to do with skin and i know what sort of um we died at the start i'm not sure what happened but once you look into that just ditch that bit let's go with the second this this one's long enough i think (laughs) (laughs) and here it could go on for longer we just keep on talking right but katrina thanks again pet and uh we'll hopefully catch up we will see you soon i will see you soon love you